Hey, what's going on? This is Big Rossi from the Chris Fade Show, Virgin Radio Dubai, and you're listening to the Real Lads podcast. Hi, Ross. How are you guys doing? First of all, I just want to say thank you so much for taking your your time to be on the Real Lads podcast. Um, I just want to dive right into this directly because I'm very interested by this. How has your career led you to being an RJ? Because that's a very intriguing thing to know, and I've always wanted to know what led you to the media industry. Yes, obviously, you know the Chris Fade Show. I've been working there since 2010, actually, 2010. I was the manager of a nightclub in Abu Dhabi, DJing as well. That was good. And then I messaged Chris Fade on Facebook. I said, have you got any jobs going at Virgin Radio? I've done some radio before. And he was like, come in, let's have a chat. So we came in and then um, he was like, we're looking for people. So he he'd listened to my demo. He liked it. And he was like, do you want to do some weekend shot slots? And I was like, okay. And then I used to drive up from Abu Dhabi doing weekend slots and then drive back and then DJ a brunch and then DJ all night and then wake up at 7 a.m. and then drive back to Dubai again and do more <laughs> radio shows. So I was exhausted, really exhausted, but I put the work in at the start. And then, um, you know, Chris saw that I was enjoyable he thought i was funny we got on well and he was like i i there was a job going i don't know if you remember chad do you remember chad before chris fade show with chad yeah 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 yeah. chad left so there was a job going and then um i got chad's job on the breakfast show and me chris and pretty have been together ever since that's awesome Uh, honestly like yeah yeah yeah, we've been listening to the chris fade show every morning and like you know like whenever we go to college or drive up commute, that's our show we like we listen to. And oh. since you spoke about like the Chris Fade show, what's your routine like? Like being the host on the Chris Fade show? Yes. So I'm the host, but also I'm like the producer as well. So my routine is I have to basically sort like well, we all do together, but my job is to compile everything into like a, a show structure. So like we'll all come up with these ideas. So we have a WhatsApp group um, and we basically, what we do is we'll all, we'll all compile ideas into the WhatsApp group um, and we'll start our idea with the word idea. So what we do is we can, if you, I don't know if you can, it's probably back to front, but if you just search in, what, in WhatsApp now and you type in idea, all the ideas will come up, you know, that we've all compiled together. So I'll go through all the ideas and then I'll compile it into a running order or a running sheet. Um, basically, that uh, is what I give to the guys on the show and they, and they go through it. So we know exactly what we're talking about at certain times. You know, like we know that we've got the news at the top of the hour at seven o'clock. Then we've got the pop quiz coming up and then we've got Pretty Malik's Gossip. Then, you know, we've got an interview with a celebrity coming up or we've got a funny game or we've got a funny prank. So I'll compile all the ideas. My job is to also look for interviews on the show. So I'll reach out to people, get them on the show, uh, think of funny, creative ideas. Uh, I also edit some of the videos as well that you see. So it's a busy show, but we all work well together. We've got our, our routines and we all know. So typical day, wake up. This is before pre-coronavirus, but wake up at 4.15 a.m., get shower, get a coffee, and then Head to the studio, 5 a.m. I get to work for. Pretty Malik is there as well, before me. 
She's working on her gossip. Uh, I'll come in, just do some final things, uh, get it all ready. But I try to do most of the work the day before, or if not a week before, uh, you know, like plan ahead and sort of know what you're doing at least the day before. So you can just come in and do some final checks in the studio, see if there's any more news, and then just give the, um, the pop quiz questions, the running order to Chris, give him a quick run through. This is what's coming up today. We've got, uh, you know, Ritik Roshan on the show. <laughs> Some, I don't know. <laughs> Anyone, you know, we got, we got someone on the show later on at eight o'clock. Here's the prep. Here's all the questions for him. If you want to have a read through of them, you know, here's some ideas. And then we, we just get going. And then, yeah, it's great. It's, it's good. Like the routine becomes hectic, right? You would say. But like people don't realize sometimes that production also becomes very important here in the sense that like uh, you mentioned out the flow of the show. That's a very crucial thing, at least in my in my perspective, because, for example, even like for our show at the moment, we don't have a certain flow, but obviously we gave you a layout of what we're going to achieve. So at times we have strayed away from it. But the good thing about what we can learn from radio is that at least in the last so many years from listening to the Chris Page show, the format, as you specified so clearly, the routine of what comes after what, like first you yeah. enter and then that routine stays, has to stay like persistent. That's how people realize that, you know, that, okay, at this time, this is going on. So I know what yeah. time I need to tune in. Exactly. Like, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's really, really important. So yeah. Thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah. So, that's really um, important. As you say, format is, is a thing because, you know, as you say earlier on, you're driving to work every single day. You're sorry, college or work or whatever it is. You know that the news is seven o'clock. So you don't have to look at your phone to see what time it is. You can sort of know that you're on time for work because you hear the yes. news or you hear Pretty Malik's gossip every day at 7.40, 8.40, 9.40. <laughs> you know that you're, you're not running too late, you know? So when we do mix things up sometimes, people get a bit freaked out, you know? But as you say, <laughs> format is, is very important just for that reason, really. If you don't, I think like Keegan said and like you said, format plays a very important role in how your production, not only your production, but pre-production and post-production is laid out, I feel. Yeah, definitely, definitely. We, we do a lot of post-production, uh, pre-production as well. You know, like we do have a guy who makes, you know, all like the jingles and the openers and, you know, like mm -hmm. the Chris Fade Show's podcast or the Chris Fade Show's pop quiz or whatever. That's all made for us by a guy called Vinay. So he will let him know what we want and he'll prepare all of these openers for us and stuff like that. Or say we have a big interview coming or even an interview with somebody that not many people don't know about. So it's nice to have a big opener saying, you know, this guy, 70 million albums sold or whatever it may be, you know, just to let people know. So yeah, that's another aspect to it, production and stuff like that. Um, but after the show as well, we always try to plan for the next day. So we'll check out what's coming the next day. We'll, We'll get all of our questions ready for the interview the day before. Um, just planning is very important for a radio show because the more you plan, the less you have to worry about it when you're on the radio and you can relax more mm -hmm. and you can, you can be more, more entertaining because you know what's coming up. You've planned it all and you can just sort of relax a lot more, really. So, like, yeah, thank you for sharing that with us. And, uh, 
So like, let's just go through, run through of your day, like a standard day at the office. And I'm talking, I'm like, forget about now because now is a different time for everyone. Uh, let's talk like before Corona and everything. So right. between five to ten, six to ten. I know the show ends at ten o'clock. Yeah. After that, what happens? What happens during your day? So after the show, um, like from like ten till ten fifteen, it's very, it's quite hard to get Chris Fade for a long time. He's always on to the next thing. So we have to sort of bombard him in, with information from 10 till 10.15 about what's coming up tomorrow, um, you know, what's coming up the next week or whatever, how, how we can plan for something that's coming up, um, what ideas we have, that type of thing. So we'll have a quick pre-after-show meeting from 10 till 10.15. Then we'll walk out to our main office. We'll probably go and see the crazy Russian boss for, you know, 20 minutes, have a catch-up with him. Um, uh, we'll have a catch-up with him. We'll have a catch-up with the branding team or the promotions team, which is also the people who are responsible for a lot of the competitions we do on the radio or a lot of branding, like advertising, how we can get the Chris Fade show out there to people. Um, you know, big promotions that we have. They always want ideas from us about, you know, what we can do on the show. You know, for instance, if Jamira wanted to do a big competition, where we give away massive hotel or um, give away a, a holiday somewhere or something. They would want an idea from us um, so we can do it on the radio, how it would work. Like the race to the amazing place, for instance, where we, we mm -hmm. had yeah. several teams and we, we did a competition where they had to get to the various checkpoints and gather the clues and win the big prize. So they'll come to us looking for ideas and we'll, uh, we'll give them after the show. So that usually goes on till about, 11.30. And then after that, we've got shows in Australia as well that we syndicate. So, um, Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, on KISS FM. So our show, we'll, um, we'll do that. We'll put together a show for Australia that goes out once a week. So every day we'll take the best bits from, from our show in Dubai, compile it all together, then send that off to Australia, and that will be played out once a week on KISS FM. So we do that. Um, and then, yeah, uh, any pre-production that we have to do, we'll, we'll do quickly. And then I leave. And this is pre-corona, so I then go to the gym from about 12.30 till 1.30, one hour in the gym, try and make sure we get that in. Um, and then after that, I've done my workout, leave the gym, straight to my daughter's school, pick my daughter up from school at 2.15, uh, and then take my daughter back home, Spend time with the kids for about an hour or two. Then my wife comes home. She's a teacher, so she'll come and see the kids. We'll all have our dinner, uh, play with the kids for a bit, put them to bed, and then I'll sit down at night. We'll watch something on TV, or I'll do final work for tomorrow, planning the show. That's one day, so it's nonstop. And that, yeah, that just, looks like a very hectic schedule. <laughs> yeah, it just keeps on rolling. Just keeps on rolling. It is, guys. That's what you've got to look forward to in a few years. You've got to, you've got to look forward to that in a few years when you've got families of your own. It's busy. Yeah, definitely. That's exactly what I was saying. Like, it's very important that you also, you know, when things get stagnant for too long, like, for example, in quarantine right now, if, if nothing is happening, if I'm not working on something or I'm not, like, you know, watching something, like your mind, can, you tend to go crazy sometimes. Like, you know, yeah, like yeah. It, it's not that good. So it's good that you have such a busy schedule also. It's a good way. It's good in a way. 
Yeah, I think what you guys are doing is fantastic. This Real Lads podcast, it, I think it's great. You know, it's something that I would have loved to have done at, at your age. And I, I didn't really get the opportunity to do that. I had to go and work in radio stations. But what you're doing right now is amazing. It's setting yourself up for the future if, if this is the route that you want to go in, you know, because it's all, it's all preparation, it's all planning, it's all learning, and, and you're doing the right thing, definitely. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you so you. much. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. So you mentioned about the gym. So this is something which I was very excited and Karthik wasn't so keen on me getting into this. What about your fitness journey? Like, um, I've been a big fan of like the show and everyone on it. You guys, your personality is awesome. Uh, this is a video from, and I hope you can recognize that this is me in this video. This is a video from 2016 uh, during Chris's basketball game. Everyone was there and uh, one second, I'll just share the video with you. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know if you could make out, like, I look pretty, pretty chubby in that video. Yeah, fine. About fitness, right? Like, I've, I was, that, that, I think that year was the heaviest I ever was in my life. I think I was 96 at the time. Yeah, 96. Yeah. I had just come back from, from a vacation in the US. I was 96, 96 kilos? Yeah, 96 kilos and I was 16 wow. as 11th grader. Now I'm in my second year in university. Right now I'm 75. I've uh, taken, I think it's taken me from 2018. That's when I really started going to the gym after. So my course in uh, the university which the both of us are in, it took us to Singapore for our first year. And yeah. then luckily for the both of us, since we live in the UAE, it brought us back to Dubai. So I really started going to the gym like properly and like, you know, learning bench press, deadlift, squat, stuff like that. What is your, like, that stuff took me a while to learn and I'm still learning as I'm, as you know, I'm growing and I'm learning at the same time. I, I can see in yourself as well, like you made that change, that fitness lifestyle has come into you over the last few years, like because the term Big Rossi also probably had a <laughs> meaning behind it. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. I hope I'm assuming that right. <laughs> so um, I wanted to know um, what your fitness regime looked like, especially for someone who's taken that, because I can understand, like, even for example, yourself and Chris, if you look at videos and pictures from yourself a long time back, you guys could say you all were huge and now you look in pretty good shape. So what, what was the, how much hard work, people don't really know how much hard work goes into actually putting that effort to lose some weight. So I just wanted to know from your point of view. Yeah, I mean, I, I've always uh, been big Rossi, like, you know, growing up and stuff like that. I, it was, starts out as a joke, you know, like I used to do all the eating competitions and all of that on the radio, but not only that, but with my friends and stuff, it's like, hey, Big Rossi, look at him. And I, I used to be proud of the fact that, you know, I could eat two, two dinners, you know, on one plate. Oh, look at me, yeah. You know, it, it used to be fun. And people used to, I used to make my friends laugh because I could eat lots of food and I'd always do these eating competitions and stuff. But I've been doing that since I was in school. You know, I used to eat, so much in school as well and I, I always had that that humorous outlook on it but then i had children and i thought to myself oh, i don't I've, i don't want to be like unhealthy you know i start i started suffering with a lot of um like anxiety and uh short shortness of breath and stuff like that mm -hmm. because i wasn't getting enough sleep for one because obviously with the work and the kids work, yeah and then i was eating i was eating really badly so I thought, I want to really want to change my life. And in 2019, in January, I just, saw, I just thought to myself, I've never, ever 
had an outlook where I'm going to be fit and healthy. I thought, I've never tried to do this. Let's just try and do it and see what it's like and see if I like it. Um, and then, so I just started getting fit and I lost 15 kilos in, you know, in a few months because I set myself a goal where I wanted to be on the stage at Redfest and lose a lot of weight, you know, and, and look, I set myself a 10 kilo goal. So I lost 10 kilos and then I lost 15. And then, yeah, I just started going to the gym every day, five days a week. And I, and you know, I had a personal trainer. I mean, what you're doing is just unbelievable. You're learning it yourself, you know, and I think that's very important to learn it yourself because you can then push yourself. I find it hard. I do find it really hard to push myself because I find that I'll always take the easy way out, you know, and I, and I won't push myself mm -hmm. as much as I can. Although I did go for a seven kilometer run the other night, which is good for me, you know, but um, yeah, I find it hard to push myself. So I find it really important to have a, a, a trainer or someone to motivate me. So what you're doing is fantastic. Uh, and that's what I, I, I would like to do more of, you know, learning it myself. But I'm finding it also quite hard with this current situation, the gym's closing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 So I'm looking forward to when the gyms are back open and, and getting back on it. But I'm trying to do a bit of running at the moment. I've got a treadmill there. I bought that for my wife, so she's happy with that. But um, yeah, I think it's just important. It's, it made me feel a lot better about myself. And... I'm happy for my kids because I've got more energy to play with them. And I just, it makes you, it makes yeah. everything better. Your mind, you know, it makes you, your, your body better. You just feel so much better from just trying to stay fit. Yeah. yeah even yeah, I'm like, yeah, even from the past year, like when I saw my friend Keegan and like some of my friends working at before, like maybe last year or even the start of this year, I was in that of fitness freak. But then when yeah. I saw like, even I want to build my body because I'm very, I'm a frail guy. Like if you look at me in person, I'm very, I'm a very skinny guy. I said like, let's build up some muscle. So like, in a way, COVID has helped because I've gained like four or five kilos before, before COVID. Like before COVID, I was like only 54, 55 and now I'm 65. So it's wow. like, yeah. So it's helped me build up muscle, fat plus muscle. Good, good. Yeah, that's yeah. good. You're staying fit with the weight and stuff. But like, if you look at all of these, all of the most successful people in the world, I think a lot of them, they like to, they stay fit and healthy, don't they? You know, like all of these heads of companies, you know, like you, Mark Zuckerberg's and all of that stuff, they're, they're all, they, they treat fitness as a priority. You know, you have to look after yourself, you know? It makes everything yeah. else better, your mind, your body, and your soul, you know? There were two things which I learned like throughout this trial and error, everything for me was like trial and error, like dieting, like intermittent fasting, keto diet, stuff like that. I even went vegetarian for, um, I think five months from November till, um, till Easter recently. Right. So like five months I went vegetarian. So that also actually paid quite a bit of, made quite a bit of difference. But I feel there are two things which are very important. One is setting a realistic goal. People sometimes will be like, okay, you know what? Like I remember with myself when I was at 96, right? I remember the, there was an app which I came across in 2017 called 7 Minute Workout. So it gave you your basic burpees and your um, jumping jacks, push-ups, etc. I think I lost like 3 kgs in a month. Wow. I set out a very unrealistic goal saying I'm going to lose 25 kgs within 6 months. I ended up putting back those 3 kgs by the time that 6 months deadline had come. 
So I feel setting a deadline, like realistic goals is the very most important thing here. And yeah. then next would be to at least experiment with, and like, I wouldn't say I did this journey on my own. I had a lot of friends who helped me along the way. So I did that and um, just getting yourself in the right, it gets you in the right mentality. Like it brings a lot of positivity to your life. I'm a lot more confident about myself now. I was a very shy kid back then. Now I feel I'm a very much more outgoing person, which is like, I'd say a good plus point to have. Yeah. So yeah, thank you about sharing that fitness, your fitness journey with us. And uh, I know we have a little bit of time constraints, so I'm quickly going to dive right into our uh, Karthik, which fire do you want to go for? Do you want to ask the um, rapid fire or the pop quiz? Yeah, let's start with, let's start with the pop quiz one. Because like, you know, okay. let's put uh, Ross on the side of like how it feels to be on the clock. Okay then, alright. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm three, two, one, go. Who scored the first goal post-lockdown in Bundesliga? Oh, I have no idea. I'm not a big Bundesliga fan. I'm only a Premier League Everton fan. But uh, la, la, la. I don't know. Who is it? Uh, Erling Haaland. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Then the second yes, question. What does the movie Wolf of Wall Street main character represent? Jordan Belford. Okay. Who portrays Harley Quinn in the movie Birds of Prey? My favourite actor, Margot Robbie. Okay, you should get this one. Who wears the kit number 11 for Everton? Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, it's been that long. 11, 11, 11. Oh, what is happening here? I'm going to say X who? X Arsenal player. Oh, Theo Walcott, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, complete, uh, complete the movie title Dash on a Plane Snakes on a Plane Yeah, the, you got it right <laughs> Yeah, so that was Okay, the Bundesliga question I wasn't too sure Because I knew you were a football freak Your Twitter is filled with Everton posts I must yeah, say, yeah. I must commend that Big Everton fan um, I'm a Chelsea fan myself And Karthik is a Man United I'm a United fan so, uh, Ah, okay <laughs> So Okay, so I'm going to quickly go move on to um, the five rapid-fire questions. Now, this is, like, don't think too much on this because they're actually pretty open-ended and you might have a lot of options to choose from. So, but the first thing anything, that comes the to your mind. Comes to your mind, all right? Okay. okay. Uh, first question. Favorite guest you've ever interviewed on the Crusade show? Uh, Ed Sheeran. Uh, because he's just, like, an amazing guy. He's just... Uh, just so cool, came into this, like we were in a porter cabin in the Media City Amphitheater, just walked in on his own, and so amazing. Signed a wedding photo for my, uh, me and my oh, wife. Wow. There. Awesome. Yeah, it was just amazing. Wow. It's just a, a great guy. If you look on YouTube, you'll see him singing a chicken song about Nando's chicken, it's on there. Good to know that. Okay, um, the next one is, favorite, year, favorite artist who's performed at Red Fest? Or you could just give me the year. Mac, uh, I'd say Tiny Tempo was the best because it was one of the first Red Fests that we'd done. I think it was in 2014. And 14, Tiny yeah. Tempo. Do you remember Tiny, Tiny Tempo? Do you remember yep, him? Yep, yep. Yeah. He had that he one, that, one he song did, at the time, yeah. Yeah, he did that song, Tsunami. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, I just remember, yeah. it was the first Red Fest we'd done. I just remember looking out at the crowd when that song came on and just... Him jumping up in the air and everyone yeah. jumping up with him. And I was just like, this is, this is what Redfest DXP is all about. This is amazing. All right. 
Okay, we have like I think three minutes left, so I'm gonna quickly move on to the next question. Favorite okay. Everton player. Favorite Everton player, what like current or previous? Okay, give me current and one another of our time. Okay, current favorite Everton player. Uh, Seamus Coleman, <laughs> um, <laughs> who is he's like obviously he he's a Man United fan. He there was talk of him actually going to Man United once upon a time, but um yeah, he uh, he's amazing, and like obviously I've met the team a few times, and um, he was just the nicest guy, the nicest guy. Honestly, he's just the nicest guy. And then previous previous Everton player, I would say, would be Duncan Ferguson. I don't know if you remember him, but he's like from the nineties. But yeah. well, he's like that, that's him there, signed oh, wow. But that's him. Wow, um, awesome. Yeah. I've met him a few times, but he's he he called me up to surprise me on the radio one time. Chris and Pretty set up a surprise for me, and uh, oh wow, and he's, just, he's a, an amazing guy. He used to be like very, he used to be very like elusive, um, you know, for interviews and stuff like that. Many years ago, he he wouldn't get interviewed, but um, he came on the show and we spoke to him. It was amazing. So he was my my previous favorite Everton player. All right, thank you for sharing that with us. Okay. Dream city to live in. Dream city to live in. I think I'll Dubai say... Dubai can be the answer. Dubai can Dubai be the answer. This, this, <laughs> this city, I'd probably say Dubai because this city turned me in from, from nothing really to, to working on the UAE's number one breakfast show, you know, with over 2.5 million listeners. So I'll say Dubai for that one because this is the land of opportunity and I think so many people can do well here, and I, I just love the city. So I'll say Dubai. All right, thank you. Okay, last question, and before that, we, after that, we'll wrap up this uh, episode of the podcast. Okay. Favorite exercise in your routine? Uh, fitness exercise. We're talking, yeah. Um, yeah. The one that involves the least work. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> I know that you say that you love going to gym, but I find it like difficult. It's. I hate the thought of going in and doing it. I hate doing it. But, but then when I leave it. when I leave the gym, I absolutely love it and I'm so happy you've done it. So um yeah, I would say the favorite exercise, the one that, that involves the least. What do I like? I like, you know, when you turn over the tires, you flip a tire. You know Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just like that because you feel like he-Man or you know uh, Hulk from the Avengers or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Since we have less than a minute remaining, I just want to say thank you, Rossi, for being on the show with us. My God, I am so gutted right now because I couldn't get a proper outro with um, Big Rossi on the podcast. First, I just want to say thank you so much, Big Rossi, for being on the podcast with Karthik and I. It's honestly been our dream to have you or anyone from the media industry on our podcast and this was one stepping stone hopefully we'll have more amazing guests like you were on our show today um i know guys that the production quality has gone down a little bit because we don't have proper microphones to actually record these podcasts but nevertheless i hope you enjoyed today's episode and um thank you guys for listening as always and in the good old chris fade fashion this is how i'm signing out i'm your host keegan kurian with karthik ahuja yalla bye